0: Love Talk Radio.
1: To another edition of Free on the Inside, I'm your host, Mr. Joy Lewis, and for this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad of it. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again. We open up with some smooth sounds, of some of Christian jazz. I want you to be encouraged that God hadn't forgot about you. I want you to be encouraged that God is up to something. Uh, the calling number to this here program that you took can lend your voice. The calling number is three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. You, two can call in and voice your opinion regarding the thing that's going on here. We have our co-host on the line here this morning, Here we're going to bring him on in just a few minutes. Again, that calling number is 310-982-4126. We um, have an open topic this morning here. We have a guest that's going to call in maybe later on. Uh, we may have to reschedule him. But we were going to talk about jail reform. You know, where our loved ones and family and friends get incarcerated, sometimes they try to reach out to us. As a matter of fact, all the time they try to reach out to us by the, the means that's available to, uh, the pay phone. But they don't actually put money in those phones, sir, because they don't have any money to put in there, but everything is credited. And you ever thought about how much it is? Sometimes when uncle is calling and mama is calling and daddy is calling, the bills are just so outrageous that we just can't answer that. And this young man is going to talk to us about that and about some of the changes that have been made in the justice system regarding the uh, pay phone structure. And so I'm encouraged to. About what he's doing I'm excited about it I want to hear what's going on That way I don't have to be offended and afraid When a loved one called from the jail And I said wow I don't know if I want to answer this call here It may jeopardize my own phone So uh, I want you to tune in to that uh, To that segment of our show As always our shows are archived So please 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 Take time to go back and listen to the program And you too could be in carriage here Amen So I got our, our co-host on the line this morning He's going to come in and tell our guest Call in And again you'll listen to free on the inside That call in number is three one zero nine eight two four one twenty six. But as I bring my guest in this morning, I just want you to be remindful Of what's going on in the society today With that COVID-19 virus That's uh seen to be uh. Re- uh running rampant throughout the world in, in this country of ours. And I have a couple of numbers here that I want to share with you. Now, these are not even numbers to scare you, but to just let you be aware of what's going on. Look, last week we had a medical uh, physician on here, someone that works in the health field, and he shared with us some very important facts. And I want you to take this to heart because I still have a job. I'm one of those essential personnel that have to go to work, but the job is has changed somewhat. We walk around with masks on, we have gloves on and they done cut down the work uh, uh structure of the job, there's not as many people coming to work, they're working from home. So this thing is serious. This thing is serious, it's more than just the flu. And I was looking at the uh I was listening to the internet the other day on Facebook and this young lady that was uh, had on all the medical golf she had on the on the uh smock and had on the face mask and and uh, and she looked like she was working in the medical field, and she was talking about it was a bunch of uh, uh, malaki, and it was a hoax, and things ain't as bad as they are, and we shouldn't be intimidated, and we shouldn't be fearful. But yet she got all this stuff to intimidate us, all this stuff to make us fearful. And I wonder, I said, what kind of person is this? If you're dressed like that, and you're telling me not to, we'd be mindful. That's just a trick of the enemy. And so we want to be mindful that, uh, that, uh, that uh, the enemy is out to trick, and deceive us. We have a caller line here. Maybe I will co-host. I'm mean, not a co-host, but maybe I will guest. We're gonna bring him in right quick. And brother Daniel, we see you on the line. There, we're gonna bring you in here in a few minutes. We're gonna open up the line. Here. Good morning, you're on the net. Who am I speaking with?
0: Hey, hey, this is Craig. How you doing? How you doing? Good. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Craig. Welcome to the program.
0: Yeah, I was just I was just kind of listening to see what you all gonna be talking about here. But I'm willing to go with whatever you got going on today.
1: Okay, okay, great. Well, thank you very much. We have our co-host on the line here. And I tell you what, Craig, thank you for tuning in. And we had a great topic last week when we were talking about the coronavirus. We had a health professional here, and he was talking about uh, how we should take care of it. Now, what is your opinion on that? Because a lot of people have an opinion, but yet, 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 things are happening regardless of what people are saying. Yeah.
0: Do you take this this thing serious? This is serious, man. This is a worldwide uh, thing, you know. Everybody's going to be affected by this, you know, and we have to take responsibility. Um, I think people uh, don't take responsibility enough for their actions, you know, and if you're going to take responsibility for your actions, you have to take responsibility for your feelings, and sometimes you don't feel like this and that, but you got to do it anyway, you know. To get the benefits. And you
1: know what? That is benefit. so true. That is so true. You could just look around and see the devastation and the havoc that's been running throughout the country here and around the world. And you have to say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe we need to do something about this. And, you we know, we, we depend on our leaders and government, and sometimes they lead us astray. So we have to take them out our own hands for our own family safety. You know, I was just thinking about being sheltered in place here. It's a perfect opportunity for us to be in the presence of the Lord.
0: We, 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 we wake up every morning When you wake up in the morning His presence is inside you All the time So you walk in His love All the time And when you're walking in His love Then the faith that He's given you Which is Himself Is what's at work in your life Because the faith that He's given you Demands that you listen to him So you have to sit at the feet of Jesus And listen to what God's saying to you Through his word Which he made alive to you Forever
1: Come on now that sounds, and That is so true uh, Forever <laughs> Regardless of what goes around It's, for, uh, it's forever And when, sometimes we forever. lose that sight of those things there. He's the same yesterday Today and forevermore Amen, amen. I, want you, I want to thank you for the, for bringing it up. We're going to bring our co host in here in a minute. I want you to hold on, and I want you to chime in if necessary, okay? Because we're having yeah, a great time this morning. Again, thank you for tuning in to our, our weekly broadcast here.
0: It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Brother Daniel, you're on the net. Good morning to you.
2: Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you, Reverend Lewis. How you doing? It's bright.
1: I'm doing Saturday great. Night. I was just uh, I was just sharing with some our uh our audience about last week about our health position on here and he were giving us some insight about this dreadful disease that's rap, ran, running rampant in the country here and how we have to take matters in our own hands. So yes our leaders are doing what they can do. Yes, they're not even doing some things in some places. But what are we called to do is to put our trust in our Lord and Savior and be obedient and follow his precepts and his principles but yet be wise and be smart
2: and be committed. Yes, one thing, you have to have wisdom. And uh, I believe that really you have to take the matters in your own hand. First, you have to learn how to uh, seek advice, look at the opinions, look at all the facts, and basically go from what you have learned. And so thirdly, uh, one of the main things I learned from the health profession was that this is a respiratory disease, uh, Reverend Lewis. And mainly, this disease attacks the respiratory system. It attacks the lungs. And basically, it's the first place it goes. And so what I'm saying, the first line of attack on your body is your nose and your eyes and your mouth. And so I would say the main thing the uh, Doctor uh one of the uh, the CDC, he was said at first to wash your hands, keep your hands wash, wash your hands, basically. And I would look at it, I would see some people they don't do that, they don't. I mean, well, man, I keep on having to wash my hands and wash, but basically. Wash your hands. Buy you some soap. And what you have to do is one day you touch something, you touch something else, you're touching something else, wash your hands. You know, keep your hands out your face and mouth and your eyes. And if you got those gloves on anyway, you're not really going to be doing and touching your eyes and, and nose and face. So I would say basically it's keeping these items or anything away from your your face. But the the mask the, the, the mask wearing thing is another thing too. I would say that uh, uh where it's going to be for it's over, it, we might have to all be wearing masks. You know, because right now we don't have anybody really coughing and sneezing like ah, you know, like, um, uh, you know, certain parts of the year, you know, we have the flu season. We still got the flu bug around, Rev Lewis. You know what I'm saying? And this yep. flu, colds—it has the people sneezing and coughing, and basically, you don't know who, what, what disease you're looking at. You know what I'm saying? And, and so and basically, and brother, you know, I understand what you're
1: saying. Now. I understand. And plus, you know, this is the time of year for allergies too. So. We had to be very. That, what's going that, on. Right? And you know what? You were saying something that was very uh, uh, positive. That said, well, we have to take matters out hand. We got to t- decide on what we're we going to do. And there's nothing wrong with covering up when you're going out in public. It's nothing wrong with protecting yourself. I believe in God, but I also remember how Jesus was took to the mountain, and they asked him to look around, and Satan said, "Now cast yourself down." He said, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not going to tempt God. I'm not going to tempt Lord, my God." You know, we have to be very man, but we <laughs> no God can't protect us, but we're not going to put him in a position where he has to protect us. But we it, Things don't happen to us, but we pray that we have the favor of God and we have grace that he help us weather this storm and this too shall pass.
2: Hmm. Mm, yeah, you, know, you know, we kind of uh, get compared to sheep sometimes, Reverend Lewis. You know, like sheep is kind of like a, a sheep is like a real uh, he, he's not too smart revolution. Reverend Lewis. He's kind of <laughs> Kinda of dumb animal, and he he can be led anywhere. Else. And sometimes you can just hit a sheep, and he won't even cry. You know what I'm saying? He won't make a sound, realm Lewis. You know. And so we gonna have to learn. We we are, are, are compared to this animal, but at the same time, we are strong beings. We have a a will. We have a will. You have the will to live, Reverend Lewis. You know what I'm saying? No matter what people tell you, I want to live. I know I'm going to die. But I don't want to, you know, I just want to go out that way, Reverend Lewis. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that uh, the main thing in life is to protect yourself. So what we're saying is if the CDC says you have to wear a mask, so be it. You know, maybe that's a new norm of the day. You know, uh, last week I was saying that um, God, got your, God got our attention. And I would say like uh, most most of these uh, young women, they're worried about going to the nail shop and going to the hair store, going getting your fingernails done. And, oh, man, this is a thing of the past. All this is gone, Reverend Lewis. This is a new norm. And the way they were saying, things may not get back to normal for months. You know what I'm saying? You got time to be around your kids. You got time to instruct your children. You don't have to let the teachers be your babysitters. Can I get amen on that? Amen. Yeah. And, 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 you know, brother,
1: I was just thinking of, Brother Daniel, as you was uh, parking right there. It give us an opportunity to, like you said, reconnect with our family. And also uh, all of us that lived in little silos, and we were doing our own thing. From the time we get up in the morning, the husband go one way, the wife go one way, and the kids go another. And it's a time for us to come back together and to uh, be mindful that it was God that's in the midst of it and God has continued to be with each and every one of us. It's a time for families to reconnect. It's a time for you to get your loved ones' attention and them to get your attention for you to draw closer to them. It's a time for you to start doing a new thing, and that new thing is being at home, that new thing is families praying together. And new thing is families studying the Bible together. And new thing is families worshiping God together. Yes, I have my church home. Yes, I go to weekly meetings. But it's a joy to go with the family. It's a joy to be in the presence of the Lord with the family. So we need to be mindful that God is up to something. He calling the family. As I said earlier, being sheltered in place but in the presence of the Lord. Oh, Brother Daniel, it calls you to pray in the morning. It calls you to pray Amen. throughout afternoon day. It calls you to pray at night. Been in the presence of the Lord, and guess what? God has <laughs> forgot about us. Sometimes we feel like yeah. if we're out here all alone, we're on an island by ourselves. If you look around, you can see God's hand at work in everything that we do. Just from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, God is still in charge.
2: mm. mm. I wouldn't even say that like uh Some of the main things in life, we all put before God, like football and the basketball and the soccer games and the track and field. Even the mighty Olympics have been put on hold. Reverend Lewis, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, I would say, like, uh, I'm a musician, and that's one of the main things most musicians have been uh, kind of Upset about they can't go and perform and do their thing in the church or even in the club. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's basically it's it's turning them apart because a musician mostly uh, puts out his emotion through his instrument, and and when he can't do that, he seems to don't have a, a way to uh, to let his emotions, his feelings, uh, be. Uh, explained and mostly when you go to church, the first line to God is through the ministry, the musical ministry. You know what I'm saying? The praise and worship service. You go before God, and you 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 you, you lay yourself out, and through the music, through the music, the music. Music has a way to soothe. If you look at If you look at uh, David, how David went to Saul when Saul was uh, acting crazy, he was mad. He was going through madness. David came to him, and he played his harp to him. He played his music, and he soothed his troubled soul. You know, that's what music has. And so... When you cannot express yourself and do the things, you seem to, you know, don't have a way to uh, talk to God. But I also believe that God is trying to get everybody's attention, no matter who you are.
1: And that's so true. i so going to make you think about it. Uh, you know, as you say, you're talking about music. You know, our first line of getting close to God is that prayer and then that music that priority of that music go before God right. when singing in him in prayer supplication go before God in supplication and him you know you can't you can't have one without the other it's a balancing thing when you can't say nothing when you can't say words you can just uh, you can just sing hymns to him and when you can't sing hymns you can just reach out and prior to him it's a two way avenue to get to God we have to be mindful of that God knows our hearts when the words don't come out and we can't do nothing but just moan and groan. He makes uh, He makes audible to those things in heaven, and He knows what, we're, what our petition is, brother Daniel. I, you know, you were saying something. I got to think about how we are in a dire straight as society as a whole, and people are trying to do their own thing here with this COVID-19 virus. You see numbers that have been flashed on the screen on the internet. And over the airways, it says it's uh, over 2,000 people have been uh, have been diagnosed or affected by this in the United States. With over 7,000 that actually lost their life, it's more than just a flu, brother. And with uh, even though the percentage rate of those that have been diagnosed with the case is low, but it's still uh, devastating. They said only 8% of the people in tested positive and. It out of those 8%, a few of them lose their life behind it because of so, some underlying oh, uh, no. things that's going on in their life no. here. So yeah. we have to make this thing happen. And I was looking at the social media this morning, and they were talking about this social uh, this social uh, uh, distancing. And they said that Texas is ranked low. From an A, from an a B, C, D, and F scale, we are D. That's social
2: distancing. Distance. We, yeah, we we're, we're not doing very well on that. You know, and that's a really problem. That I have to talk to well, my young family well, members. What do you think? Uh, what, what do you think problem. What, you think you know, problem what they, listen, listen, to this here.
1: I have to talk to my young family members about not going out and not socializing, and that's a hard thing for them to do. Because they custom, they used to going out here. and hanging out and stuff and so, say, wait a minute, brother. You can't it's do that anymore. Hard. You need to think that about your that. grandmama. You need to think about your granddaddy. You need to think about your family members here. Even though you may feel immune to it or you don't have no results or some of your friends are not being affected, but you have to be mindful of someone else. And that's something that we have to teach our young people not to be so...
2: Caught up in their own satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. amen, amen. You said so something, up. yeah. You putting it, you putting it right on the spot. Stop caring to just about yourself. It's other people involved in this human, this human life we we, we dealing with. So it's the whole world now, Rev. Lewis. We are one joint unit. Everybody's wanting to survive. You know, until you stop thinking this yourself. Well, I know I'm young and it ain't gonna hurt me. And that's an old folks' disease. Ooh, yes, a girl told me that last night on my job. That's an old folks' disease. I ain't got to worry about that. I can go out tonight. I might go out to this club tonight. I said, well, okay. I'll God help you. <laughs> you know. So I uh, just you just all you got to do is keep talking to them. You know, they don't want to understand instruction. Instruction. Somebody and tells so, you. Stuff, so. Yeah. They been
1: that's the bar. Yeah, been, 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 you know, specialists. Yeah. I'm gonna and shift and gears here for a minute. Okay. But okay. I'm gonna shift gears here for a minute, cause we have our guest that should be calling in. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us today. He was running a little late, so. But I want to set the. I want to set the stage for him in case he do call. We talking about jail reform. We have known people that various times, loved ones, family, and friends, or whoever it may be, have been incarcerated. And when they have an opportunity to call home or call to you know, inform us what's going on, the, hey, the price of the phone calls is outrageous. One phone call alone would run you anywhere from 6 to $12, depending on what county you're in and what jurisdiction you're in, to make a phone call. And then they charge
2: What'd you, you by that? the minute. By the minute? And they
1: charge you, yeah, by the minute. So if you own that there so oh. many minutes, your phone bill is being racked up. In some instances, every county and state have their own regulation regarding the phone uh, services. And I would guess he's going to talk about that and what he's been doing, along with some other uh, committed men and women to make a difference in that. Now based on your experience, have you ever encountered with a loved one calling and you find out that the phone bill was just so outrageous you did not want to accept that phone call?
2: Yeah, I kinda had a uh experience with that at one time. Uh, I think I had a nephew, I got a nephew rather, and he was he's locked up and it's been quite recently. He was trying to call and we' had kept noticing it and the name didn't come up, and we didn't know who it was, and we kept denying it. We kept denying it so uh in the past, I had known that. I said, "Well, don't they charge for those calls and I basically I didn't know what rate it was going by, you know, uh, now you're stating that it's six dollars a minute, right? Yes,
1: yeah, anywhere from six to twelve, and everybody's different. Six to- yeah, if you're in the Dallas County Jail, it's different. You're in the, in Dallas City Jail, it's different. I don't have any exact numbers right now. That's what I would call. It's gonna tell you, but I know that the rates are different.
2: So how are they charging you through your through your card, your debit card, or what, Reverend Lewis?
1: No, they're attaching it to uh, your phone bill.
2: Your phone bill. Based yeah. on what phone? Your cell phone bill?
1: Yeah, whatever phone bill numbers attached to that.
2: Man, that can be quite expensive.
1: Yes, of course it is. Um, and that's why we wanted to address those issues. You know, I do jail ministry, Brother Daniel, and prison, and there's a lot of things in there that's disheartening to us. Right now we're unable to go down there because of the uh, the uh, corona 19 virus. COVID. But uh, but when you're down there, you know, air conditioning in the summertime, it's extremely hot. I have signed a petition along with some other volunteer groups and social uh, committees to try to get the air conditioning problem addressed In the prison, but not just in Dallas It's statewide, it may be even
2: uh, uh, uh,
1: You know, nas- uh, national You know, because they're not spending They're spending as, 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 Let will put it that way, they're spending less money as possible On our brothers and sisters that's incarcerated And so mm. uh, my heart goes out to At this time of of our season in the life of a country and the coronary disease is running rampant throughout the nation. If it infects our men and women in jail because of the limited uh, items and accessibility to the health care, they might not get suitable health care. If they talk about putting them on a, on a, uh, uh, on a breathing machine, you know, and it's difficult for them to get there because you have 6,000 inmates in jail, you have 2,000 inmates in jail, and if you need 20 of them, they have to have on a respirator, you know,
2: hmm.
1: in, a, in a unit. I'm yeah. pretty sure they don't have 20 respirators in a particular unit, and right now they can't send them out anywhere because if they send them outside to the jail, you have to have a security with them, you have to have a guard with them. So that, that, yeah, and that limit yeah. their style. So you know, this so they said, law. well, we can't send anybody out because we don't have a, uh, anybody to be with
2: them. So, basically, where are the are the people when they're sick, remember, the they they sitting up in a ward. Uh, yes, yeah. a yes ward they have to take ward
1: there, and if they have to, if they have some urgent care, now they have to send them out to a uh, the local of uh, hospital.
2: Local hospital. In order to do that, so, they,
1: so they would have to have a. Brother, and
2: dollar would be parking, right? The hospital uh, be yeah. parking, right? Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. So parking or surrounding hospital. I don't know exactly which one it'd be because that's been on the um the workload and availability. And a lot of these things they don't tell you where they are because they it's a security deal. They don't want to tell you because they don't want no one to try to get to that place and and uh, assist their loved ones in getting out or something of that nature. So it's hard escape. to tell what hospital they would go to,
2: uh-huh.
1: but you know we Man. want to be mindful that the, you know that what's going on here is the same thing that's going on in the jails and the prison also. Accessibility mm-hmm. to the hospital, accessibility to the right treatment, so that's something that that we need to be mindful. Of. And if and if you can to write to your congressman or woman, get with organizations they're looking into uh making things better in the jails and the prison, mm. yeah, because there's a mm-hmm. great need for it, and a lot of our brothers and sisters in there, they have have they have a special relationship with God. Sometimes, you know, God meet them right where they are. I'm saying sometimes because we realize that this always don't work out, and sometimes they say it's just that jailhouse religion, and guys have been saved for or they, the time they incarcerate. When they get out, they start living that life that they used to live and only because they don't have that safety net. They don't have anyone to kind of connect with them. That's one thing that we do in our jail and prison. We try to get our, uh, our inmates and convicted fellows to be connected with a church or a religious group or some type of organization, try to get them in N.A., try to get them in A.A. So they do doing those things in jail, so when they get out, they still need that same treatment.
2: Amen. You know, I, I, when I first started studying uh, the penitentiary system and the reform system, I had learned that the that system was basically the main thing it would, was made for to uh, build up uh, forgiveness and repentance. You know, if you think that you're a Christian and The main thing was trying to get the the men other to admit they made a mistake and you repent in your lifestyle and you accept Jesus Christ, and that's mainly what was happening inside the jails. We had a chaplain, and the chaplain he goes down there and he you know ministers and, and preaches and preaches, but at the same time. And I would say right like now the same thing is going on now with the churches that everybody's saying that we should be in church every day, or uh, every every day. But the main uh, express of going to church is say if you be away from God more than one day. It's like food. If you don't eat every day, if you don't pray and worship every day. Our flesh get weak. And so if you're saying if you're not praying every day, if you're not seeking God every day, you're going to go back to the same lifestyle. Or you going to, what we call it? Uh, you're going to uh, backslide. That's what we call it, right, Rev. Lewis? You're going to backslide. Yeah, not, not
1: yeah. And, and, and but that you saying that what if you're in jail, you know you don't have to be in jail to backslide or, or be an ex offender. Now that happens to just a normal person also.
2: Yeah, we do it outside. That. You ain't locked up. You might even go up. You get up on Sunday. Yeah, I'm doing, in the next two days, you doing seem like you're doing the same thing you did at first. You know, a lot of people do that. You know, I did. You know. But at the same time, you get to a time you just get kind of tired of doing the same thing every day. Because, you know, I learned that uh, life is just for a season, and sin is just for a season. Joy, and and, and and the things you do in life are basically just for a season. Sometimes you keep doing things, you just get tired of just being tired. You'll get tired of just being tired. Sooner or later, a person that's going to jail, they'll get tired of going to jail, Reverend Lewis. Have you
0: heard
1: that before? <laughs> yeah. 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 That is so true. I heard I on the line. You want to chime in on this conversation here, brother? And wh- Again, what's your name? Yeah. I need to write it down here, sir.
0: What's your name? Yeah, my name's Craig, Craig, Craig.
1: Craig, okay, Craig. God bless you for holding yeah. on there, brother. I see that there's something that caught your attention to a of a discussion. Now, you want to chime huh. in on this?
0: Sure, you know I I I know we I know we 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 develop a lot of bad habits over the years. You know what I mean? We develop these bad habits. You know these knee jerk response to something that you know we think we need this at this, and it's like a a response that we have, and a lot of these responses are uh, uh, are bad uh, habits that we develop, and so we want to retrain uh retrain ourselves to develop some good habits and it's gonna take a little bit of practice but we you can do it, you can do it. And in your in your brain, there's this little area in your brain where this knee jerk response to stuff goes on. It's called your hypothalamus gland. And you want to retrain it. So you have to tell yourself, Okay, how am I gonna do that? Well you take you take you take little simple uh a little simple thing like When you get up in the morning, you have a routine that you do normally every day. Well, we're going to break that routine up a little bit. We're going to change a little bit of it. So when you get up, you're going to change one aspect of it, and you're going to practice doing that every day. But you're going to forget. There's going to be a time when you forget to do it. But then when you have that moment of realization, then you can continue to do it. You see, and now you're going to start developing this good habit because you're continuing to be actively involved in your own rehabilitation.
1: But that is so true. That is so true. And, 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 you know, I'm glad you brought that out there because once, even though you're incarcerated, you still have to be actively involved in your own rehabilitation once you get out yeah. there. That's why it's good to I got, be around other like-minded people. There. And some people, they don't realize that. They get out and they say, hey, I, I don't need this anymore. I can do my own thing. And that's where they, the, the, the problem comes in. That's where they make a great error right there.
0: I got 17 years behind those walls. 17 years of my life behind them walls. I know what you're talking about. I've been in there. I'm a three time loser. Yeah.
1: So so you're familiar with the structure of it. You know, I do a jail ministry and a prison ministry, but I'm, I only go in and I leave, and I know uh, there's things that you'll face on an everyday basis. Now tell me, how effective is jail ministry? And worship services in jail, based on your experience, you say you've been up three times. But guess what, you've been. I caught it the first time. The perspective is ministry that goes in behind the prison walls, and is there a need
0: for it? Yeah, God, God, God. Look at God. God's everywhere. He's everywhere all the time. It's just that people don't know that. People don't know that. People walking around in spiritual darkness. You know what I mean? Because they don't have a relationship with with Yahweh through His love, which is His word. Because they, they, it hasn't had, it wasn't their time yet. Just like when me, when it happened to me, you know, it was in nineteen ninety nine when it happened. You know, when when I became aware of God's presence, and now I'm in, a, but I'm in a religious system though. It doesn't know Him. They people claim they know Him, but. They, they when they talk, they take his word out of context and they add words to it, and they try to make me believe that that's God and God's talking to me. And they're in a lot of cases, these folks are taking these words that are written on here in this book, and they're trying to force this word on me. And that's the love of God. You can't force God's love on somebody. Them words you try to rip out of the, out of the book and make and tell somebody you got to do this and this and that. Forcing God's love God don't do that God, when, when you study the word And these words become alive to you That's your spiritual food So you can eat that you gotta, you gotta eat When you're born Spiritually you gotta have some spiritual food So there's your food You don't go take your food and go I'm gonna go tell so and so and this and that No When you eat it then you can walk in that And when you walk in that Guess what's gonna happen your lips are going to start moving. People are going to want your lips to keep moving because your lips are telling on your heart where God's doing an amazing, wonderful work. So I'm thinking, man, this is so good. So good.
1: Oh, that's a blessing right there. I'm so glad that you chimed in on that there because I know it works. I know it works. I have been incarcerated. I have been exposed to that word. There. And that same word that you hear behind bars, those same words that you uh, uh, that you utter in the middle of the night while you're incarcerated, you're on your bunk, it's those same words that's going to keep you outside those prison walls there,
0: <laughs> the spirit
1: and the grace and the mercy of God. That's awesome there, brother. That, that is what the gospel Amen. is all about. I'm so glad that you were willing to share that there, wills for God. Some people don't think it works. Some people don't think it's effective. But well, because of your testimony, you're able to change the hearts of men and women. You know, I think about uh, uh, James, first, uh, first John 5 and 20. It said, uh, Let them know the errors of their ways and save their soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Yes, I messed this thing up, but God entered my life. God turned this situation around. God interceded on my behalf. And now I can tell the whole world. And loved ones about how good God been to me, and maybe it'll, it'll stop you from making those same errors. It'll stop that young man oh. from being a gangbanger. It'll stop that yeah. young lady from walking the street. It'll stop that young man from selling drugs while telling them and change the uh, uh, change their ways and save their soul from death and cover a multitude of sin. I like to just add on to that, past, present, and future. You know, yeah, cause man, sometimes you know, sometimes we can't forgive things that we've done. We can't forgive how we hurt people, how we miss opportunities with our family, how we had kids that grew up, grandkids that grow up that we don't know them. That hurt us. And But the exactly. present situation is exactly. I'm not good enough. I'm afraid of my future. I'm afraid of being successful in the present. If I get this job uh, that uh, that I'm a supervisor now, I may slip and fall, and someone may recognize me and say, how can you tell me what to do? Look at you. You're an ex-offender. You're an ex-addict. How could you tell That's me true. what to do when you just got in this position? And then I allow future. God, I, I, I want to work this thing out, but I'm scared. You know, I do, uh, I do mentoring, and some men and women, they sabotage their future, Craig, People, those, they're yeah. fearful of being successful. When brothers are getting ready to get out of rehab, getting ready to get out of the program, after they've been there for nine to ten months, and up on that tenth month of graduation, they start getting a little antsy, and their stomach gets upset, they get headaches, and they get fidgety, and then they go out and do something to jeopardize their recovery. And I said, brother, you. what happened? He said, man, I don't know if I could make it. I, I, I thought I could, but I did. I didn't make it, and I was scared of people expecting too much out of me. Let
0: me say something. Right. Let, me, let me say something. Look at. Hey, speak <laughs> up a little bit. Let Ooh. me hear you. Let the whole world hear you. Okay, let's do this right. Let's do it right. Okay, look at the, the thing I wanted to say is this, is that when your feelings become powerful for some reason, you know, usually it's because somebody or somebody saying something or somebody's doing something that causes your feelings to become extremely powerful. Okay, so what I recommend is instead of relying on your feelings, which you do entirely too much and you don't even want to mention it, but instead of relying on your feelings, when they become powerful, because they will and they do, that would be the time for you to get up and go take a look at your feelings because you are underneath feelings. Your feelings is the surface of who you are, but who you are underneath your feelings What you think, what you say, and what you do, that's you. So you need to take a look at your feelings in light of the truth that's in your heart so you can get underneath your feelings and do what you do because that's what matters most to you. Now, you may not know how to do this. You may not understand this, but when you start practicing a few simple things, things are going to become more clear and more clear because you're not having your mind's eye stuck on the problems and magnifying these things into huge mountains. Because somebody came over and took your mind's eye off of that and put it on the things that are right and true, so you can get the understanding that you so desperately needed.
1: And, and, and you know, and that is so true. That that's so. And a lot of times we don't know how to deal with our feelings there. And, and you know what you said something like about as men, and we talk about men, and we got some women that listen to the program, but men, we have a problem. Uh, we have a problem working through issues. And we, sometimes we don't know how to process things. I, I'm saying that from a man's point of view. I would go and hit a hole in, you know, like a hole in the wall, then to argue with the wife, or or go out and, and take the car and go get drunk, or go get drugged up without facing the problem there situation. Because I can't process. I didn't know how to process that because I grew up. I saw how daddy handled it. I saw how uncle handled it. I saw how I thought way men supposed to handle situations. I thought about how men's supposed to prove that they that they are, are been accepted by getting a lot of different women in their life. Prove that they've been accepted by buying a lot of toys. Uh, you know, we're not processing things right because, as you said, our feelings. We don't know how to process our feelings. You see, a lot of people, they yeah. used to call it midlife crisis, when you get a certain age so you want to put an earring in your and buy your sports car. <laughs> and We're not processing <laughs> our old age here. We're not taking it as grace and mercy that's been bestowed on us. We want to continue to do those foolish things. And as you were saying there, Craig, as you were saying that some people... They don't want. Uh, they really reason they quit doing what they used to do because they got to the point they couldn't do it anymore. Hey, I, I quit running around because I can't run around anymore. I quit walking the streets because I'm too old to walk the street. Instead of letting God manifest His power in their life, there they have a form of godliness, what they deny the power of. Yes, I don't do those things anymore because I can't do those things anymore. You know, and I share that with our brothers uh, that I I mentor. You know, God is gracious and merciful. God is going to empower you to weather the storm. You know, in John, the 17th chapter, the 15th verse, Jesus said, Father, I pray for all those that came unto me. I prayed for a hedge of protection around all of those people that came. I pray that you protect them from the evil one, and you let no hurt, harm, and danger follow them. I got to thinking, during my time of addiction and alcoholism and craziness, I when I found myself at, at my wits' end, and I found myself on the floor looking up. I would pray that God would take these things away. He'll take the drug, uh, 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 my, my uh, pusher away. He'll take the alcohol away. He'll take that my favorite girl away. But over a process of time and surrounded by godly men that have weathered yeah. the storm and that's encouraging other men to be strong in the Lord, that let me know that these things are going to be here. But God is greater than anything that we could ever face. So the liquor store going to always be open. The drug yeah. houses going to always be open. Same place, different location, different location but the same place. You see what I mean? These things yeah. are always going to be there. But God is greater than anything that we could ever face because he gave us that power of having a sound mind. He gave us the power to be more than conquerors. And, you know, I got to thinking, as you were saying that you had been in and out, now you can encourage some other young man, some other person, that God hadn't forgot about him, that God has no respect of what he done for one, he'll do for another because I'm a living example. Because you could be dead and gone. I'm telling you, not you I'm just telling you all of us that live that crazy lifestyle. But God allowed us to be free. That's what we to show is called being free on the inside, brother. Because we made some mistakes.
0: If I told you, you I of my that.
1: story, you'd hang up on me. You'd say, man, I'm not going to listen to this guy no more. But God, through his grace and his mercy, allowed me to have that freedom. At freedom that comes from above. I do a lot of things in ministry, and I, I, I never thought I would. I do juvenile ministry, I do jail, I do prison. I don't do these things. It's the God that provokes me to do these things.
2: It's yeah. the God that showed
1: me grace and mercy. It's the God yeah. that, when I want to quit, He keeps saying, Go on, go on, go on. I God, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. And guess what? You go there, and God already have prepared their hearts. I already have made a way.
0: God lives so in you, man. Excuse me. God lives in you, man. He's talking to you. You're listening to him. He ain't gonna leave you. Never, ever gonna leave you, ever. So don't think that there's gonna be some. Don't think that there's gonna be like you. You know, you know, you's in that new covenant. You know the new covenant is what you in, right? You understand that, right? Yes, I understand. Okay. Well, in the New Covenant, they ain't no end times. In the end, in in the New Covenant, ain't no end times. You know what His love is boundless and immeasurable. So we ain't talking about coming back and all that when he lives right up in you. And you ain't going to yeah. deny that he lives up in you because you'd be a christ deny. You'd be like a two-faced person. You'd be like double-minded. You'd be all messed up. You just going to talk about God's in you one minute. Day, and day, minute day, he ain't there.
1: Now that's a you double-minded
0: know, people, person. Yeah, people need to be people that's need to d- be taught the truth and love. You know what? When when remember remember when uh, remember, when, uh, remember when, uh, 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 when 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 the, when the kids in the garden they had the knowledge of good and evil. Remember they had the knowledge of good and evil because there was two kings, two kings in the garden. The tree of life, Jesus, he was the king of kings. He is king of kings. And then the other one, the one that was demoted, the king that was demoted to prince of the air, the father of all lies. There's two in the garden. Oh, I'm getting a little too deep now. I better slow down. Whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> no,
1: no, you, i will follow that. you there because that no. was Satan there. Satan was roaming around the garden, and Satan deceived the woman and had her no. too. Go against the word of God, and right today, Satan is steady whispering in our ear that God really well, said that, Did God really mean that, that God really. And you know what? He's doing it in a different fashion now. That we don't even believe it anymore. With the pandemic going around, and people are telling you to stay in the house, and nations saying shut it down, and they, or the enemy is whispering, saying, "Do you really believe that? Do you really okay, think that's that? It. It's a Satan, trick of the enemy there, and Satan is okay, still out there uh, trying to deceive people.
0: I had some stuff hey, coming hey, to my know, head, crazy stuff coming to my head, and I used to think to myself, in the name of G, in my mind, I'd be thinking, in the name of Jesus, you got to get out of here. You cannot stay here. And I'm thinking about, I'm, I get in the Word of God, start just reading the Word. I ain't trying to listen to none of that stuff that's negative because that stuff that comes in my mind, my mind is like a sensitive grid. Remember, God gave us the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ is purity and power for God's glory because of what God's doing. He's so good to you that you can't help but give him the glory for what he's doing. This ain't got nothing to do with what man does or what you do. This this is about him. And if you take your eyes off of him, you're going to learn that that don't work. That ain't working. That ain't working. That ain't working. Your heart is protected. Your heart is protected, and when something comes against your mind, it doesn't line up with the truth that's in your heart. You don't have to listen to it because it's like a it's like. The question today can I ask your question, brother Craig? Oh yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, as you as you talking today, and I'm gonna ask you kind of uh it's it's a royal rounded question. Do you believe that the people today in our society? And our people, even in the White House and in Congress and all that, do you think they believe in God? You, know, think you, think believe. They're, 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 you think they you think they are applying godly principles and in, in addressing everything, even this 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 disease that we're going through now. Do you think they're addressing God and helping us to solve it, or are they just trying to go through their own? Feelings, you know. Do you think they really
0: ask? Do you think they're asking God to forgive us? I, I think I think people are having their 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 minds and their hearts changed, and there's going to be something else that people are going to be focused on now. Whereas the things that were before, like you were saying earlier, women ain't going to be going and getting their nails done and all that. You know what I mean? This this is People ain't going to be doing that stuff no more. You ain't going to be going over there and, you know, people in Italy, Italy ain't going to be kissing each other on both the cheeks anymore. They ain't going to be kissing at all. I mean, you know, some things we ain't going to be doing no more because we got, something, we got something we're doing now that's different. But we're going to have to learn how to get along because everybody got to do this. And the people that don't want to get along with the program, people are going to have to deal with these folks until these folks get it straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so so
2: you cool. saying our but, society is going to be real distance, like they saying social distance? Yeah, our society going to be far away. Instead of us drawing close together, we're going close apart from each other.
0: But that's not true though, because the presence of God is is so powerful that even right now, my presence is right there with you right now because of the fact that. If you're in Christ right yeah and christ in christ is in christ is 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 that true light, okay, and that light is in you, and the property of this light is to shine into the into the minds and hearts of people because this is a visible witness of the invisible kingdom of God within that's what i'm talking about I, I, all I see is good, 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 but if I look out my two eyeballs into the natural thing. I'm a little bit concerned sometimes because of what's going on in the world, but that doesn't have anything to do with what's what the Word of God is talking about right here. in the word, that's a different thing. See, there's the natural and then there's the spiritual kingdom. and I'm and the kingdom is inside of me, so I'm not tripping like these other people be doing. I used to a little bit because I was kind of confused at how these people are talking. And I was having an experience that was contrary to how these people talk and act. And I was like, man, I ain't acting like these people in this church. He's crazy. I couldn't even identify with none of these people, man. I'm like, no. And then God finally told me after three years of going to church and tithing every day and all that, he told me, you're going to come out of that building, man. He ain't staying in there no more. Because I started getting upset with that pastor up there. He talked, talked, talked. Talk. We ain't learning nothing. We got two or three scriptures out of this thing. It's a one-dimensional
2: thing, way. right? Huh? Yeah. It's yeah. one dimension. You got to <laughs> listen to him, say, say as I say and do as I do. Yeah. Okay, and I, basically, gotta, that's gotta, what's going on with these churches. You know, they want a the hands-on approach. You know, I got to touch you and put my hands on you, in you know, order for you to be
0: healed or uh, uh, just, just, you know. I'm not saying that God don't work in different things and everything. I'm not saying that because I, I can't say nothing. You know what I mean? I don't, God does what He does, and if I try to try to think that I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say something, you know, I mean, I'm gonna make something happen. Like I know something. If I want something to happen, I can't just sit there and go, "I want this to happen in the name of Jesus," and then I'm thinking, "Okay, it's gonna happen," you know, because whatever I think, God does something completely different than what I do. He showed me that. One day I thought I told God, I says, because uh, he <laughs> he was showing me that, that that was he wasn't in all that. It was it was just me. I was doing it. He's he was 'cause I was arguing. I said, God, you I thought that was you And he's like, No, that was you I go, No, no, I thought that was you, God He's like, oh no, that was you And he was trying to show me. You know, I started looking at myself, and I said, oh, God. I said, and, he, and see, this is what he does. He shows you yourself, right, after you do something. And I was, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. And his love fixed it, though, because no matter where I look, his love is right there, fixed, fixed it. And I'm like, God, you are sweet. And so we don't have to worry about this no more because I don't see it. God don't see it. It's done. Look, everybody makes
1: mistakes. Man. Oh, we all blow that, that is great. That is great. Hey, we're about ready. To, uh, we're, we're running out of time right here, but I want to thank you two gentlemen for calling in and just forcing your opinion on it. And I would guess we have them scheduled for next week. For our Jail Reformer, he give us some insight on it. But be mindful of the thing that we've talked about. Be mindful that God is still in charge. If I could share something with you gentlemen, then I'll listen. Or before we go, how the first Peter, the first chapter, started at the 13 verses. And therefore, with their mind that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace that has been brought to you when Jesus Christ revealed was revealed in his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desire that you had lived in England, but just as you were called is holy, so ye be holy. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. God is still telling us to, uh, to stay in line with his word. He's still telling us to be obedient to his word. He said that therefore, therefore for me, there's a lot of things that came before. you got to remember how good God been t- to you. you got to remember that we were born and we were bought with a price, you know, that we have this living hope. you got to remember about this inheritance that have been purchased with the uh, shedding of, of the blood of our Lord and Savior uh, that will not perish nor fade away. you got to remember that we have been sealed. uh, By the Holy Ghost Y'all remember what the prophet said That all these things will happen With the coming of our Lord and Savior How he must come and he must suffer He must die and, and then rose again But he goes on to say That your mind be alert and fully sober, you know that's the first battlefield That's the man that Satan he deceived the woman in the garden by the man, you know the man is a terrible thing, the ways that they used to say here is saying that be alert. And be fully sober And having your trust and your hope in God and Then he goes on to say And this is Peter that's talking And then he said now, Don't go back to those former things Those lusts of desire Peter know what it was like He know what it's like to be uh, Denying our Lord and Savior He know what it's like To try to go back to that old lifestyle But Romans 12 and 2 says Be not conformed to this world But be changed by the renewing of your mind I want you to know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I want you yes, to know sir. that He had, that He given us all the weapons that we need to fight this uh, this this spiritual warfare. Ephesians six and ten said, "Put on that whole armor, of God, that we may be able to fight off with the wild What do you say? Put on that helmet. Put on that breastplate. We have that shield and that spear. Have your feet mm-hmm, shot sir. with the preparation of the gospel. <laughs>
2: He give us everything that we need. And Peter it's said earlier this day he said that gear
1: up yourself. That mean get ready for the battle. Gear up yourself. Get because up. you got Amen. work to
2: do. Right. You know,
1: we can't right. sit
0: on our arms right
1: here and, and, and twirl our arms. You know, it's work to be
2: done. It's work to yeah. be done. So bro, I wanted to share
1: that there with you gentlemen here because God is telling us to be holy for He is holy. That's in the that's in uh uh, 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 Leviticus the 19th chapter The second verse here For we serve a holy God He said do not be conformed to this world But be renewed by the renewing of our minds So we're not going to be shaken By the numbers that's been uh, Shared about been the people being affected. We're not going to be shaken by the death That's being rendered We need to be covered up When we go out None of these we things know.
0: should move We people. Whoa We got to be careful, man. We have, you know, I mean, wisdom tells you things, you know, tells you how to get things done. It tells you if you jump off a building, you're going to hurt yourself because that's like three stories high and you got no parachute (laughs) on, so you're you're in trouble if you do that. Okay, wisdom tells you don't be stupid, be smart, and do it like this, and you do it like that, and it gets done right. You're like, ooh, thank you, but you take it for granted. Sometimes you don't even listen to this. You know, hmm. we need, and that we need, is so we need, true. We, that we
1: have to use wisdom in such a time as this. And, and God is calling us every, to be steadfast and unmovable, Abide in no, the word of no. God. Be holy. No. And that don't mean we always no. got to do the right thing, but we need to be in the right relationship with our Lord and Savior. Let's face it. we None of us going to get out of here error-free. None of us go going to get out of here living a sinless life, whether it's omission or commission, mission whether it's running a red light about or it. taking some property that isn't yours here and just say, God, I'm sorry, you know, I would just did that in error. But we have to live a life that's pleasing to God. When we do find out we make some mistakes, we just turn that thing around
0: and ask God to forgive us. You ask know what, you know what it mistakes up. are? Ask him to cover You know, you know what mistakes are? I'm not go talking ahead. about, like, making I'm not making a mistake like, uh, like like you like you were on a diet, right? And you've been on your diet for a whole year And then you made a mistake one day And ate a cheesecake <laughs> And then you feel, all, you, feel all, you feel all guilty You feel all guilty and ashamed Because, oh, I ate a cheesecake I'm going to punish myself for about 10 years now No, no We're not talking about that mistake I'm talking about the mistakes where we take the word of God Out of context And add to it what man thinks That God is saying to you That's the mistake that I'm talking about. But that mistake nobody really pays attention to because they're so busy about looking at their skin, you know, looking in the mirror at themselves. Oh, my hair. I my hair is getting a little too long. I think I need to get it cut. Oh, oh, I need to shave, you know, this and that. I'm not talking about that mirror. I'm talking about the word of God is the mirror that shows you yourself on the inside. So you're not blind about what love has taken care of. You don't talk like you're accusing people and judging people all the time, because if you have mercy, mercy just triumphs judgment. The judgment already came and was already gone. So there is no judgment for us. Us, is, we'll just get to learn about what he did for us in the first century. That's what's the beautiful part about being, a, being illuminated with, the, with, with him, self, is he gives you himself. And yeah, you're excited about that. And whatever that's Oh, that means. is so true. That is so true. I tell yeah. you what, quick, we gotta get out of here, man.
1: We gotta get out of here. But thank you, brother, thank you. You know we're here every Saturday, so please, please, please feel free to give us a call back. You got that number and I'm gonna give it to you again. That's three one oh nine eight two forty one twenty six. Please call in and lend your voice to our program, because guess what? It would have never been what it is today without you. So thank you for adding to the conversation. And uh, I will bring a topic to the table, and we definitely will share it. Uh, Now, where are you calling from? Uh,
0: This is California. Cali, Cali, Cali.
1: Okay. Well, good. Well, God bless you. Thank you. And like I said, we have a very large archive, so please feel free to go back and listen to this program and listen to the other program that we have. We, have, we always have great guests on our program, and this morning you're our studio guest. So thank you very much. Okay, yeah. so looking Those forward pleasure, to you. are joining us again. As I get ready to get out of here, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to uh, ask God to continue to watch over us and bless us and watch over the nation as a whole. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what we experienced today. We thank you for this day that was not promised to us. We thank you, dear Lord, for our, our listening audience, dear Lord, that saw nothing in, in the program, dear Lord, to want to hear what you had to say, not so much as a facilitator or a guest, dear Lord, but a word from you, dear Lord. That's the word dwell richly in the life of your people Dear Lord. As a nation is being tossed to and fro, dear Lord, that'll be mine for the Lord. And I hope and I trust and our faith is in You, dear Lord, and You alone, and nothing else, dear Lord. We pray for those men and women that's been affected by this dreadful disease, dear Lord. We pray for the families that uh, that is uh, are being wrapped, uh, uh, that is being displaced by this dreadful disease. We pray for the loss uh, for the one that have lost their life, dear Lord. We lift up our uh, people on the front line, our medical. Our uh, physicians, our nurses, our doctors, our caretakers, we ask you to strengthen them, encourage them, get them the resources and stuff that they need, and let them know, dear Lord, that they, uh, that their labor is not in vain. But dear Lord, as a nation as a people that are called by your name, dear Lord, as people that have been holy, dear Lord, because you are holy. Let us stand in the gap for our nation, dear Lord. Let us stand in the gap for our leaders, dear Lord, whether in the White House or city council or whatever it may be, dear Lord. Let us lift them up in prayer. Ask for wise counseling, dear Lord. But all that have been said and done, let us continue to hold on to your unchanging hand. We ask you to watch over our listening audience. We ask you to bless all those today. Get, let them enjoy the remainder of this day. And we promise to give you and you alone all the praise and the glory. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're listening to another great episode of Free on the Inside by our co-host, Brother Daniel. I was a guest this morning. Uh, and we want to thank you for being a part of what we're doing. Looking forward to talking to you next week. God be the glory.
2: Be free on the inside. You mean. Forever.
0: Forever.